Welcome to the first ever episode of MX Matters, where we discuss all things related to media experience and the trends that are shaping our visual economy. My name is Sam Brace, and I am the Director of Customer Education for Claudinary. And I am so happy to be bringing you this episode and this program, because we're gonna be talking over the course of this multi-part episode with some of Cloudinary's talented product managers about some of the things that they released in 2020 that we considered to be milestones and ultimately are helping to address and shape some of those trends that are happening with media delivery, optimization, and all things related to the media experience. In this particular episode, we are going to be focusing on the AI-driven innovations when it comes to video delivery. And you're going to be meeting with your own, one of our product managers. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on three main milestone releases and updates that we have to our preview generation features, also known as ePreview. We're going to be focusing on a way to automatically retain certain elements in the crop when it comes to video through our G auto transformation. And then lastly, we'll be focusing on a new way for you to create video content, repurposing existing images or videos that you have within your Cloudinary library and turn those into video slideshows. So take the time to watch the conversation where Yaron and I demonstrate these three features and then come on back at the end for a few notes from me. But in the meantime, enjoy our conversation. Yaron, welcome to the program. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. It is so good to have you here because what we're ultimately going to be talking about together, I think, is one of the more interesting parts of what Cloudinary does because this is dealing with something that, in a medium sense, is so important for e-commerce, for really anybody that's trying to show their products, trying to show details about things that they're doing, and that's video. And you're behind a lot of that. So let the audience know a little bit more about what you do at Cloudinary and ultimately why we are talking about video here today. So first of all, I'm Yaron. I'm a director of product here in Cloudinary for the last two years, and I'm dealing with everything video, as you mentioned. When we think about video, especially you know, in this year, when video consumption is uh, booming and everyone sees the value of this uh, super important media type, we always try to think how to innovate, how to uh, simplify our users' life, reduce efforts, because video is hard, you know, editing video, creating video. And this is what we try to do here in Cloudinary, come up with tools that automate and simplify everything around video. And you're absolutely right about that. Dealing with the actual delivery of video, it can sometimes be a complicated process. So the more that companies like Cloudinary and others are doing things to help streamline and help automate and really just cut down some of those manual steps that used to have to be taken when it comes to doing things with video in terms of the editing, the post-production, ultimately the delivery, I think is a very good thing. I mean, as we've said in many cases when we're doing video production, normally one minute of video alone takes one hour of post-production. And in this case, I think a lot of the things that you're going to be showing here today, Yaron, 
ultimately are going to take that hour long average and cut it down significantly for many of the delivery purposes. So I'm very, very excited for our audience to see what you have to show us today. Exactly. So let's dive in. Yes, please. So we're going to talk about three innovative AI-driven video capabilities. And the first one I want to talk about is called video previews. And you probably know when you go to websites that have a lot of video, like YouTube, and you have all those small posters that you can see all those videos, sometimes when you hover on them, you see it's a moving poster. It's a dynamic poster. And our customers have been asking for that. And we see that when you have a lot of content, something needs to pop out. You need to engage the users. You need to hint in some way of what this video is about and engage them so they will click and actually see the full duration of the video. And video previous features is exactly for that. It's basically an AI model that looks at the video and magically understand the important parts or the highlights uh, of this video. So you can take basically any duration of the video and create a five or 10 or 15 second preview, whichever duration that you want. And it's automatically going to choose the best parts of the video. So you create a poster, a dynamic poster out of those uh, short previews. Which is wonderful because as you're saying, before someone clicks to watch any video, in some ways they're saying, do I want to invest my time into watching this piece of content? And by giving them a short snippet, that's very easy to, for them to see just by hovering over it or swiping, depending on what the functionality is, then it guarantees that they have a way to understand, okay, this is something that I ultimately want to watch and spend the time to understand everything that's about this video. So I think this is a great way to increase time on site, click-through rates. There's a lot of wonderful opportunities that come from what you're showing here. Exactly. And let's see a short demo, how it really works. Okay. I have this video here. It's about three minutes. It's a video from NASA, really interesting one. Uh, and it tells a story about preparing a mission to the moon. It, it gives some background and basically it's a full story. And when you think, I want to shorten it, I want to squeeze it down to a 10 second preview. How can I make it appealing? So users will have a clue what it's all about. And you see, this is just a normal MP4 video. I go to this tab. The only parameter I've added is this E underscore preview effect. And I've asked for a duration of 10 seconds. And when you see here, I got a short video that basically takes the most highlights or the most interesting part based on the AI model and create a very short, but very appealing preview that you can put as a smart poster for your uh, video. And what's even nicer about it, it's that once you have this preview, which basically it's a new video, it's a shorter video of the original, you can tap in other cloudinary transformations to actually create an animation out of it and use it really as a smart poster. So in this tab, if you can look at the URL, I've just used the preview, as I mentioned earlier, I changed the extension to GIF. So I created an animation out of it. It can play on any email or as a poster on your video player. I did some other transformations like creating round corners for it and overlaying a play button to engage users to actually click on it. And so you see, it's really easy to create this kind of a preview with just manipulating the URL and tapping other cloudinary transformations in a chain transformation. So you don't need to do several steps. Everything can happen in one step. 
And what's so powerful about what I think you're showing here, Yaron, is just the fact that because you can take video, easily turn it into an image as you've gone and shown, but now that video has been condensed, you're showing the most interesting or most important parts of that video, it helps it to make sure that content can ultimately live in lots of different places because you're not just gonna be putting video on your website or your mobile app, things that you ultimately control the code of. You're probably gonna be putting video in places like Twitter and Facebook where you're kind of tied to whatever that ecosystem is. So by guaranteeing that you're creating an auto-playing experience by something like this, it ensures that if for some reason Twitter won't let the video auto-play or show a preview, you're essentially creating that preview with the way this is done and allowing it to work with the frameworks and limitations that those systems or software provide. So I think this is a great way to constantly create really good content and work around all of the various parts of the web that we have today. Exactly. And for advanced users, we added more knobs and uh, things you can tweak in this effect. So you can have control on the amount, the number of scenes you want to put into this preview. If you have knowledge about what exactly you want to do there, or you just want to do autopilot for the AI model, just you know, examine this video and come up with anything you want. So with something like this, so we're seeing in this case, I've gone and put in e-preview. I've set the duration just like you have. Let's say I'm working on a video on my end. Is that as simple as it gets? Is there anything that the audience member needs to take into consideration when they're using this transformation? Yes. Thanks for asking. Since it's an AI model that basically needs to analyze every frame of the video, understand what scenes are more important and basically provide a score for each frame, this is something that cannot be done on the fly. So if you want to create those kind of previews, uh, you need to pre-create them offline in a cloud native language is called Eager. So you need to eagerly create those e-preview transformation offline, and then you get a webhook that says, hey, it's ready, and then you can actually deliver it. In general, I'm a big fan of Eager transformations because in many cases, you know what the output of your images or your videos needs to be in terms of widths and heights and formats. So if you have those all created during the initial upload process, it actually makes your life a lot easier because now you can just take those derived versions, those URLs and place them where we need to go. And I think the same could be said for ePreview because in most cases, you know what the duration you need for that clip to be. So if we were to say ePreview duration 10, because we knew that we always needed to be 10 second clips of the most interesting aspects. And just as you've gone and shown here, making sure that we have a certain width declared so that way that video is ultimately sized down to what you want for that output. As long as you're doing that during the upload process eagerly, rather than doing it on the fly after it has been uploaded, it's going to be a best practice for many purposes, but especially for this particular transformation, if I understand you correctly. Exactly, exactly. And, and we have customers using this in very different ways of form. Some really tap it in into a workflow when they upload and then eagerly the preview is being created to exactly like the example you shared. They know they want a 10 second preview. Some other customers, they create several preview versions like a three second preview, a six second and a 15 second. And then they look at it and they choose what looks best for them. So the fact that we can create one or more or even more renditions of different types of preview helps to get the perfect result. This is wonderful. 
And I think one thing that also I love about this transformation, as well as all the other ones you're going to show here, is that this is something that you don't need to be necessarily the biggest paying customer of Cloudinaries to use. These are transformations that you can even try on our free plans. Yeah, exactly. So this is great because basically you could pause this video right now and be like, I want to see what your one's talking about. You could go pull this up on any video in your system, go and upload something that you have locally from any place you want and try it out and see what ultimately Cloudinary creates for this preview. You might be surprised in a very pleasant way to see that now you can create very interesting repurposed versions of that video for all of those previews that you need to create to get people to pop through and watch your content. Now, Jerome, this next set of transformations that we're gonna be walking through, this is actually something that I think is gonna be really appealing because when you're delivering video, in many cases, you're gonna be delivering video kind of based on how it was shot, whether it was shot in a landscape format where ultimately the phone was turned in a way where its width is longer than its height, or you're gonna have some people that are shooting it portrait style where of course it's gonna be more up and down. We have a height that is longer than the width. And because people are shooting videos in lots of different ways, and of course, increasingly so with mobile devices, it's hard to predict how you should be handling this output. But I think what you're gonna be showing here, a lot of that is taken care of because now if you have landscape or portrait, it handles all of those various needs with this one transformation. Exactly. So. The next uh, feature we're going to talk about is out-of-gravity or content-aware cropping. And the need behind this capability is exactly like you mentioned. Most of the video content out there was shot in the landscape format, 16 by 9, and was aimed to first shown on a TV or on a laptop screen. But in fact, most of the video content out there is being consumed through mobile devices. So you want to watch it, you know, on the portrait mode. You don't want to rotate your device anytime. Unless you're watching, you know, if you're watching Netflix, it's okay to rotate. But if it's a very uh, short video, like an ad or a 10, 15 second video, it doesn't make sense, you know, to turn your phone every time you want to watch it. And this is why we came with auto gravity cropping. And basically what it does, it crops a video so it would fit a mobile device screen. This is the main use case we see for it. And it's doing it in a smart way. So we're not just cropping the middle, which many vendors do. And sometimes the important objects go out of the frame. Using AI, we analyze the video and we identify the dominant objects on the video and basically create some kind of a heat map that tells us exactly in every frame of the video, where are the dominant objects located? And this results in an intelligent crop that actually tracks the most important objects in the video along the timeline, making sure that even when you crop some stuff of the video out, you don't lose the whole story and you basically deliver the message uh, that you wanted to deliver. So with that, I'm going to jump to a demo because it's video. It's just very easy to see it when you look at it. And for that, actually, we have a public demo page. So if you go to demo.cloudy.com, you'll see a lot of demos and one of the demos there called content-aware video cropping. You can play with the samples here or really upload your video. Let's see how it's going to look like. Let's click on this dog video. So you see three mobile phones here. And the very left one is the original clip 
If you try to watch the landscape video on a mobile device, you know how it looks. It looks like this. So you see the whole video, but you have those very large black bars on the top and the bottom, which results that the video is very small on your device. You can't see all the details. Think that you want to buy a dress or trousers or any clothes that you want to look at the texture, at the details. It, it's kind of hard when the video is very small and centered. So basically you want to go to this kind of experience, like in the center, in the, in, in, in the right side, and basically leveraging the, the whole viewport of the mobile device. What's the difference between those two? It's the middle one. I would just use a static crop. It means that we just took this part, the middle part of the video and we cropped it. On the right, we did intelligently using AI. So let's click play and see the difference. You can see that in the middle one, you don't see the dog along all the video. Just when it crosses the center, this is the area when we cropped and then it passes going out of the frame on the left side. And if you look on the right example, you see that we know that the dog is the important object of the video and we track it along the way and making sure that virtual camera move is smooth so it won't be shaky. So this is one example. We have other examples like this bird, which is sitting on the left side of the video. If you just crop the center, just, you know, you lose the whole story here. So again, um, using AI, basically going frame after frame, identifying the dominant objects, creating this heat map, and then doing the crop while tracking the object to make sure the output is optimal. And of course you can go here, upload your video, Look how it works, experience it yourself. Another thing I wanted to show about this feature is some new additions to it. So let's take an example of this video. In this video, it's again, the landscape video, we're trying to crop it to a mobile device, to a portrait mode. And when you see here that in some cases, there are more than one dominant object in the video. In this uh, scene, you have those two ladies here and you see that the the crop does not accommodate both of them. So if you try to look how it's gonna look like on a mobile device, it's gonna look like this. And sometimes, you know, they're gonna focus just on one person and the other one is left aside. So as a user, as a viewer, I don't really understand what's happening. To solve such cases, we came up with a new option for content-aware video cropping, which is called field pad mode. So if you go to field pad mode, it means that we allow the AI algorithm to understand that if the heat map is bigger than the actual crop size, we allow some black bars here. So just better to have some black bars here, but still accommodate those two faces inside and have a better video, a better output. So viewers can uh, understand the story, understand the message and, you know, important stuff will not skip and be out of the frame. And this is impressive because like with the examples you were showing earlier, if there were multiple dogs or there were multiple birds, it would have been very hard to say, well, which bird should we focus on? Which dog we should focus on? But now because of the heat map, you can see that there's two dominant subjects. We can see here where the girl's eating the ice cream at the mall. Then this is a case where it ensures that both make its way into the frame. Just like you were showing with the slides earlier as well, where we had where these three ladies were drinking champagne. One of them accidentally would have been cut out in the previous one with C fill, but now with C fill pad. So right. emphasizing the crop styles that you'd be attributing with G Auto, this guarantees that everybody is treated with the same level of dominance, making sure that they all make their way into frame without 
adding a, honestly, a different experience of the video for the portrait or landscape style. So I think this is wonderful because now you can ensure that videos that have lots of people that are ultimately talking amongst each other, maybe much like this one, you can ensure that me and your own make our ways into the frame when we're talking at the same time. Yeah, and we see more and more users using those capabilities and mainly because the, the alternative is just, you know, when you create a video, you create a lot of permutations of it. You need to create a landscape version and a portrait version and a square version. And this capability helps you reuse a lot of existing videos. You don't need to create all those versions up front. You just, you know, you have your original video, crop intelligently out of it, all those square portrait and virtually any aspect ratio that you want. And I think that's one of the wonderful things about Cloudinary in general is just the fact that there's so many times where I've worked with content management systems and we've had to have basically 12 or 14 different versions of the exact same file, just different crops. And it's meant for like, this is my Twitter version. This is my Facebook version. This is my website version. This is the Facebook version for the header, for the post. Like it just, it gets honestly unwieldy because now you're creating all this bloat, but the way that Cloudinary is doing this, we can say, ultimately, we take this one video and we can apply all of these various styles. You're still kind of working against that single point of truth video. So I think this is wonderful because it also creates a much more manageable experience. And also knowing that you're taking care of this in a way where if someone's watching your video one way or the other, it's all kind of coming from the same spot. Exactly. So what else do you have for us? I mean, I'm blown away already because we've got previews, we've got ways to handle the gravity and make sure everything's cropped perfectly, but there's more from what I understand. Yeah, so one more thing I wanted to talk about today, which is um, video slideshow creation. And while previews and the auto gravity cropping, we're mostly dealing about, you have an existing video content that comes as an input to Cloudinary and you want to manipulate, you want to create a preview out of it or create a mobile version out of it. Here, I'm gonna talk about creating videos. And creating videos is, you know, is hard. Because video is so popular, we, we need to create more and more video materials. And creating video materials is not easy. It takes time, you have to shoot and you have to edit and you have to spend time of creating all those stuff. And we, we've been listening to our customers and many of our customers have a lot of imagery and have a lot of maybe other videos, but they want to create new videos on scale. And they're looking for different programmatic ways of creating videos and generating videos from other ingredients. Like in this example on the slide, let's say I'm an e-commerce site and I have images for all of my product. I have a lot of images and I'm showing that in a product gallery, but I would like to have a video for every product, but I don't have the budget or the time or the means to, to do that. And I want to basically create a slideshow for my existing images. So this is exactly what video slideshow creation comes to solve. It provides developers with an API programmatic way to basically say, hey, take a bunch of images and create a video out of it. And you can choose transitions to go in between the images. You can control the resolution, the duration, and of course, you can tap it into other cloudinary transformations like adding overlays and a lot of stuff you can do with it. So looking at something like this, and one of the things that blew me away, Yaron, about this particular piece is that as somebody that has built a lot of videos in my lifetime, the one thing that 
stood out to me was just the fact that because this is programmatic, if I ever need to change the sort order to basically say like, oh, I need this video to go before this image, or I need to change this transition in some ways. If I was doing this with, let's say like more manual editing software, like Premiere or um, Camtasia, then that would mean I have to go back in and change everything, export a new MP4, deliver that. And because this is programmatic, and as you're saying, this is all things that you control with URL or APIs, this is something where if someone says, I don't really like that transition, can you change it? You can technically do that very, very simply just by changing some of the parameters that happen to be in that URL. So that way durations, the, the transitions, when images appear before other images or when videos appear before other ones, it makes it that much more easy to fix or easy to change if someone decides to change your mind, especially as things go on, making sure that every stakeholder has their say, making sure that people enjoy it. Even when something's produced, it, you don't have to ultimately rip it all apart at the end. It's a much more sustainable piece of content. So I think that's going to be wonderful for all of those that are involved with the video production or video delivery side of their businesses. Yeah, exactly. I think the key word here is scale. It deals with cases when you want to create a lot of video content in a programmatic way that fits into uh, a slideshow uh, fashion. When you need to do a lot of videos to create a lot of videos and you have a lot of ingredients in forms of images and maybe short videos, this can be a, a very helpful tool to create a mass of content. This is scaling and doing it in a great way. And also where you can easily take a lot of that existing content and now, once again, repurpose it. So that way, if you already have six or seven great images of that product, and then maybe one video, rather than having to say, okay, let's figure out how we want to display it, you can condense and concatenate all of them together into the slideshow. And creating product videos is just one use cases. We've seen a customer asking for ways to personalize those kind of videos. So think that you're going on an e-com site and you just, you know, drop some items in your shopping cart, but then you didn't complete the purchase. As a vendor, I can create from those list of items, a personal video for you, Sam, and send you over the email and animation says, hey, your items are still waiting on the cart with those exact items that you put there. So a lot of possibilities here, not just product videos, personalization, it's uh, a very trendy area. And this is definitely one of the tools you want to use. My mind is officially blown when you said that because I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the first customer that actually does this because, and I, I promise I'll probably buy something from you if you do it. So definitely, please, that's a wonderful way to not just say like, okay, we're creating this new video or this additionally repurposed video, but there's so many other ways that you can combine this and do it dynamically too. So this is great. Yeah. So let me show you a quick demo. So in this case, the use case is creating a food recipe based on images. So let's say I'm a blogger and I have a platform that talks about uh, recipes and food. And, you know, not all my users are able to create a very uh, good looking video of how they create the recipe. But a lot of images can be taken on the steps. So in this example, we've created steps of the video, you know, step one with some transition, step two. So users can see short and appealing and engaging video that show them all the steps of the recipe and it's all being done programmatically. So if we dive a bit into the URL structure here, we create a video 600 by 600 pixel with a duration of 30 seconds 
And basically you have the duration for each slide, which is uh, three seconds and the duration for each transition and which transition you wanna look. And from here, all the slides tells us, hey, this is image one, this is image two, this is image three, the order of the images and what kind of transitions you want to use for any of those images. And right here at the end, you tap in Cloudinary auto format and auto quality. So you already have this video optimized for delivery. So you want the best format for the browser and the optimized quality for the content. And here you go, you get a slideshow video. And again, back to your point, like let's say this was emailed to somebody or something along those lines to say, hey, these are things you accidentally left in your cart from an e-commerce example. That's where by making sure you're applying F auto and Q auto and making sure that you're changing the width and height in those cases, now you have that great version that's optimized for email. It's easy to create great optimized versions for the web, for the mobile purposes. So by just adding some of these various parameters, you can guarantee that that one piece where you've said, these are the images I want, this is the order I want them in, these are the transitions I want them in. It also creates that scalability because now, once again, you don't have to create all of those variances it just does it for you, which is wonderful. Yeah, and this feature is just released in beta. I urge everyone to go ahead and play with it. Give us ideas of what you think next features should be. We have some ideas in mind of how we're going to enhance this capability and add more effects and titles and captions so you can create much more appealing slideshow videos. And that's a really good point that you're making here is that of course, we're covering the best of 2020. Sometimes things that come out in a year's time aren't necessarily completely GA and ready for the world's consumption. This is where we have this amazing proof of concept. We've probably vetted this against various customers internally, but that's why we're sharing it here is we want to get feedback from you that's watching this. Now, one thing that I am seeing here is a very common thread between all of this because now we've seen how to automatically generate preview content. We've seen how to ensure you're getting the best crop possible, regardless of the viewport of the device. We're even seeing, as you showed, ways to generate slideshows with all of the content that you have. Ultimately, I see this as a great use case when it comes to user-generated content, because when we're talking about user-generated content, that's of course content that users from the outside are putting into your system. And saying for you to display it on your websites or social media, et cetera. And because you really don't know what the quality of that's going to be or how it was taken, or if they're gonna be images or if they're gonna be videos, by looking at this, now it allows for you to really control that user-generated content that much more. Because now you can generate previews against any of it. You can ensure regardless if it was taken portrait or landscape, you display it as it's needed. And then looking at the slideshows, it's where you can say, because these five or seven pictures and videos that were submitted from the outside, we can ultimately structure those however we see. So in my opinion, if you are someone that's using user-generated content for your content strategy, like let's say e-commerce sometimes are doing that through vendors, dating apps definitely do this in many cases when people are trying to market themselves to other potential partners, but this allows for this all to be ways for you to take that content and deliver it in interesting ways that really is much more controllable than it ever has been. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great point, Sam. Um, we see user-generated content is um, getting more traction from brands. They are embracing it. And exactly as you mentioned, when you deal with user-generated content, 
um, you're basically dealing with the unknown. There's a pipe of media coming your way and you need a lot of ways to understand what it is. So there's also a bunch of other features we didn't discuss today, like moderation and organizing, managing user-generated content. But definitely you need a way to normalize all this media coming your way. And you can normalize it creating previews. You can normalize it to a specific aspect ratio that will fit your application or website design. And you can, of course, create videos out of other images and videos to enhance and enrich the content. Definitely a, a good use case. And of course, if you're interested in using any of these things that we've shown you around, it seems to me like our documentation, which in my opinion is world-class, that's probably the best place to go. Yeah, definitely. So we have the links here and you know, go to the documentation site. We have everything. We have examples there, code samples you can try. Go to a demos page where you can try some of this without writing any line of code. You know, just upload your videos, try those, see how it works for your content and let us know how it goes for you. We're keen to get any feedback, just make it better and more usable. We'll be talking again shortly later in 2021 about all the great things that you and the team on the product side of the house are doing when it comes to video. So thank you for this wonderful preview, no pun intended, of everything that we've covered here today. And I can't wait to see more. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching everybody. I am so glad that your own was able to share so many great details with us about all the great things that him and his team are working on for video delivery. And also, as you even saw, video creation, thanks to all the capabilities that they're baking into Cloudinary. Now, if you want to start playing with ePreview, G-Auto, as well as all those slideshow creation capabilities, by all means, check out the show notes. You're going to see those right there, and you can click on links to get examples, get more in-depth information in our documentation. Everything you possibly need to know, it will be there. Also, if you are watching this on the Cloudinary Academy, we're happy about that. And please, if you enjoyed this, share this. We'd love it to see if you could do that on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever social media networks you enjoy. And if you go and do so, send us a note. Send it over at support at By doing so, our support team will increase your plan for Cloudinary by one credit, which will allow you to have just a little bit more wiggle room for all those bandwidth needs, storage, transformations, all of that, it helps. So that's our way of saying thank you for watching this overall episode. Also, if you're watching this somewhere else other than the Cloudinary Academy, feel free to like on that network as well as to subscribe to that network. We always appreciate seeing people engaging with our content and it always gives you a chance to be notified when we are putting out fresh new episodes like these as well as fresh new content coming from Cloudinary. And of course, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching and participating with this content. It means so much to me as well as to all the other people that are helping produce this content here at Cloudinary. We hope to see you for the next episode.